Ladies and gentlemen, welcome or welcome back to the JKWD podcast. Hope you're having an awesome day. Kevin, what's going on? <laughs> I wonder if you could say that three times fast. That was good. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Life is good. We got yeah. it's, it's upstate New York. We got snow. Um, the crazy thing is here in upstate New York, at least uh, central New York where I am, we don't have the most snow. People south of us who normally don't get that much are getting slammed. I'm not envious of them. Um, and you're not talking south like Binghamton. You're talking south like I'm Oklahoma. South, like New Texas. York. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where we're normally, you know, down there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, they're, they're getting feet. <laughs> yep. So, so uh, other than that, life is good. I, uh, as as you can tell, I have survived another period of time, and I'm still speaking and and laughing over crazy stuff, and enjoying breathing freely and without encumbrance, and walking around on my own power, and I like it. Excellent, excellent. Well, we can't really ask for for anything. Better than that, and glad we have it, right? Not a whole lot more, yeah, because after that, we're just plain getting greedy now, aren't we? Exactly. Oh, yeah. I, I will admit, I do enjoy actually living inside a house I own. Yeah, that's also nice. That kind of stuff, yeah. So, hey, like, what if I, oh, and my grandbaby, you know my grandbaby. I know your grandbaby. She's still, she's still, yeah. Time keeps doing a warp thing, because, you know, it was like, oh, she was three weeks and four weeks, and now she's like, um, you know, three months and four months and now it's like for some reason two weeks it was supposed to be another month but it wasn't so time has stabilized in the time so now she's going to be five months soon wow but i have to go back and look see which date that's supposed to be on because <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of crazy but they're all doing well she's growing and and growing and my my son and his lady are having a good time and good I get to be pop pop. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm done. Nice. You know, as interesting as they as it grows, you know, we're still working on 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 just having our first here. So, baby, not grandbaby. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say that's good. Man, talk about a time warp. That's to work fast. Yeah. Um, no, but watching her brain figure stuff out in real time. Mm-hmm. The other night she was, uh, she she's she's two now and and a little chain a couple of months, and she's she's getting into that, um, she she's getting into sassy world right like she she's starting to understand that she she can behave independently of we're talking so of what we tell her or mm-hmm. of what how we're manipulating her. So, <laughs> and by manipulating, I mean her, I mean, actually manipulating her. Like I, I would like you to be in the car now. So I'm just going to pick you up and put you in the car. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she kept standing on her chair at dinner and we don't like this for a number of reasons. The number one being that um, we don't want her falling off and knocking her head somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so we told her if she stood on the chair again, that we we're going to take the chairs away. 
So we did was she stood up, we took her off the chair and we I leaned all the chairs against the table. Yeah, just on their front legs. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Well, I know how to move a chair. Mm-hmm. So she went over the first chair and she started, you know, pulling on it a little bit and slid down a little further and slid down and saw it you know, get a big slide and she like backed way up against the cabinets. And she saw it wouldn't do anything, and then she pulled it a little more, and it wound up on the floor. Mm. Scared her, scared the dog. But she's like, I can manipulate these. So with the next chair, the next chair, she figured out that if she pulled it back from higher up, that it would just sit back up upright to normal. And so she went back and she fixed all the other chairs. She's not strong (laughs) enough to pick the one up off the floor. Right. But... But to watch her figure that out in real time, wow. especially from a place of frustration uh-huh. where she was frustrated because I took her off the chair and she didn't have access to the chair anymore. She can climb up them. That's why I can't just take her off the chair. Mm. Uh, I had to. Uh, you are in such. But to, but to watch her figure that out in real time was like, whoa. Uh, yeah, she is definitely engineer architect brain. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you're in. You're she in was trouble. in a. She was in a speech therapy class and the therapist always, you know, plays with her to get her to say stuff. Right. And the therapy, one of the toys she brought out was this like stackable ice cream set. You said everything's magnetic. So you can pop an ice cream scoop on top of the cone and the scooper's magnetic. So you can, and then the scoops will stack on top of each other. Right. And yeah, the therapist was pretend eating the, ice cream and she was having none of the Marlena was having none of the pretend eating stuff. Mm -hmm. She was, she was just into stacking the stuff and saying, you know, she could stack up Mm -hmm. a cone and seven scoops or whatever. (laughs) Um, You you were in such trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I wanted somebody tall enough to change the light bulbs. She's not going to be tall enough to change the light bulbs, but she can be tall enough, but she's going to be smart enough to stack things in such a way that she can climb up and change the light bulbs. So, well, well, there you go. Well, you know, yeah. look at that ingenuity from a young That's age. Right. That's right. Well, we're brought to you today by Amazon Books. You know, we talk a lot about books on this podcast. If you go to JKWD podcast.com slash books, that's JKWD podcast.com slash books. There is a list of over 200 books that we have mentioned on this podcast. All link out, or just about all of them link out to a page where you can buy them at Amazon. If you do that using our link, they'll kick us a few cents per book. It's jkwdpodcast.com slash books. Also brought to you today, speaking of reading, by the first thing I read every day, Vitamin K Daily, Philosophical Supplements for My Attitude Health. They can be for your attitude health as well. Go to, whoa, I almost gave the wrong URL. Go to vitaminkdaily.com. Go Go to vitaminkdaily.com. Sign up for four weeks free after that, just $24.95 a year. It's vitaminkdaily.com. Get yourself four weeks free. Uh, Let's do the show. Talk about 
better humanhood and teach you how to dominate your world. You ready? Here we go. Oh, that was fun. You know, it's been a while since we just talked to each other for a podcast, you know. Well, actually, it's only been a week, but we recorded that one like a month ago, so it feels like it's been a while. <laughs> well, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder, you know, something like that. <laughs> That's right. But uh, That's yeah, we 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 put those out there, but we've been uh, we've been interviewing a lot of a lot of people lately, and it's been some really interesting stuff. So yeah, just and you know, we hope to talk. Us. We had hoped to talk to Bill Larue today about making books, uh, but he. Uh, he he had a he had a little something come up last minute, so we're hoping, you know, maybe not too long we'll have him have him back to to talk about you know, his latest book, uh, A Stranger Killed Katie, but also about the process of making books because we know that is something we are interested in and something that a lot of y'all are interested in. Yes, sir. So, instead, him- what? Uh, Instead, what we want to talk about is I'm I'm going to go ahead and read this question, mm-hmm. adapted adapted a little bit from Ryan Mickler to Order a Man. Uh, that's where I got the the idea here. What characteristics do the people you admire all have in common? In other words, what are some of the characteristics that that you aspire to, that you aspire to have. You know, I think about, so two of them, you know, for me uh, off the top of my head are uh, a general interest in a lot of things and, and a sense of humor. You know, I look at <laughs> some of the people that I appreciate most in, in history. Uh-huh. If I think about Richard Feynman and Ben Franklin and Mark Twain and Albert Einstein yeah, these are all people with a sense of humor. All of them had a, all of them with kind of similar senses of humor, actually L- a mm. little bit, a little bit sarcastic, a little bit trolly. I, you know, that's, a, a yeah, word I'm, 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 I'm glad you elaborated on that. Cause I'm like, uh, not, I guess I haven't read deeply enough into either one of those to see the humorous <laughs> side, but well, you know, um, you do bring it out. So, you know, Ben Franklin used to, uh, he, he used to write columns in other people's newspapers opposing his, his views point under, under pseudonym. So he would, he would write a column in his paper Mm-hmm. And then he'd send a letter as somebody else to another paper <laughs> refuting that column. And then he'd print something under a different name in support of his column. And he, he would keep sending letters to different newspapers under, I mean, he was, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I could actually see names. him doing that. And he, um, well, it's hard to do. That would be very hard to do now. Right. Yeah. Um, is, is we don't communicate the way we used to. Uh, right. But I mean, he used to he used to be several different columnists. Uh, sometimes women, sometimes men. Like, he he used to print under a bunch of different names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
you know, you know, Feynman uh, was told that, yeah, you're a great physicist, but, but you'll never be an artist. So he taught himself how to paint and got himself a gallery show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Those guys, you know, Einstein was, yeah, I, I can't cite any, any specific, jokes from Einstein, but I know that he uh, was often entertaining people and he used to gather, he, he used to gather a group of scientists right. of a bunch of different backgrounds. So, you know, he's, he was a physicist, but he'd have like a philosopher and a psychiatrist and a medical doctor and an astronomer. And like these people would get together in the evenings and, and just talk for five, six hours. Yeah. Back when we were allowed to gather in bars and do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. They used to learn a lot about a lot and have, you know, get ideas and input from, from people with different viewpoints. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so you know, being very interested in a wide variety of stuff. Uh, you know, talk about Franklin. You know, he did a lot of experimental electricity right. on top of you know, being a newspaper man and uh, you know, getting into type and all that kind of thing. You know, Feynman, you know, the art, obviously the physics. Mm-hmm. You famously. Uh, played bongos in, in clubs. Uh, yeah, he was, he was into a lot of different stuff. Wow. And yeah, yeah. Those are two of the things that, that I hope I'm, that I'm hope I'm living up to, you know, kind of learning a lot about it. We call that being a a polymath. Uh, And then, and then you haven't, haven't, I a little bit of a sense of humor. <laughs> well, obviously, I like I like a sense of humor, um, even sometimes when it's directed at me. But um, I like people who help other people feel good. You know, better about life. I'm a I'm a positive mental attitude guy, so I like people who are positive and upbeat and bring a sense of possibility to the world when some days it just seems like some things aren't possible. And, and also people who help other people realize that they're better than they think they are as humans, as artists, as whatever. So I guess that's, I guess what's the easy way to see that they uplift people. That's it. Yeah, that's it. I like people who uplift people and I like people who speak well uh, as in great orators uh, because I aspire to be a renowned public speaker uh, and I think I do okay, but people who can really capture an audience and make a difference in a positive way. (laughs) I, I, I enjoy those people. And, uh, you know, there's, there's some I like to think of, you know, I 
think I kind of grew up on Les Brown <clears throat> uh, when I was in when I was in high school. Les Brown was like the guy, you know, uh, maybe Brown's baby boy, charming audiences around the uh, around the world. People like, uh, of course, the name's going to go Zig Ziglar, who was who was a master at 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 speaking and getting people engaged and simultaneously having them feel good even when they didn't think they needed had a reason to he could he could get a room full of people feeling excellent and that's kind of why where I patterned a lot of that after more more recently one of my favorite speakers is a is a toastmaster named uh, Craig Valentine, who was one of the world champions of public speaking for, I think, 1999 was he was in. And he's actually the one that got me got me speaking because I went to a seminar he was at one day. And when I left there, it was like, oh, oh, no, we have to oh, we have to start. And that's actually when I started my 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 uh, public speaking uh, career, as it were, in Toastmasters. So. So those are them. They they make people feel good about themselves and each other and life, and they speak well and can make people smile. So you knew who I thought about when when you were first talking about um, trying to give you a view into what's possible. I, actually, the first name that popped to mind was Walt Disney. <laughs> you know, I didn't think of him in that, but Walt Disney was definitely it. Um, I think they even coined a word from him, which was possibilitize. Was that? No, I'm sorry. Imagineering. 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 That's Walt Disney's word. Um, Absolutely. Imagineering is so very important uh, these days. And uh, I've I've read some of the stories, you know, about, (laughs) you know, Disney World coming up and stuff and that took a lot of that took a lot of imagineering and persistence. Yeah. Vision. Yeah. Um, are you aware that the Disney theme parks have a have I'll have a private club called Club Thirty Three? No. Uh, yeah. No, oh. I, and there. Yeah, the conspiracy there obviously is that it's Masonic because of Thirty Three, mm. but. Uh, these are high-end clubs with uh, you know, about a $10,000 annual membership. Oh, how nice. But you know, they're all they're all very intricately decorated, mm-hmm. uh, but they keep with Disney themes even though they're very oh, really? they're very nice and very adult. Uh-huh. Uh like the, you know, the, some of the, some of the themes are more yeah, the Disneyfication is more subtle, right? And and more mature. Uh, I'll huh. see if I can find a. I'll, I'll see if I can find a. a no, post I didn't know, with I didn't a bunch know. of photos for the show notes. Didn't know about that at all, huh? Well, maybe there, maybe there is something I can aspire to. <laughs> Being able to afford a ten thousand dollar a month private club, yeah. <laughs> oh, a month. Well, maybe not. Oh, maybe maybe it's annual. Yeah, probably. That's probably either, either way. It might not. But then, you know, can I really spend that much time around Mickey? That's the question, right? <laughs> <laughs> enough crown. Uh, enough crown apple, maybe. Ooh, 
that would bring on a whole different uh, conversation with Mickey. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, that that's the, one of the things I'm looking forward to is, is going to Disney with, with a child uh, and, and being able to experience it like as an adult, not necessarily in my, in my full mind. Right. Um, <laughs> not, you know, in, I went, I went mind. once as a, you know, I went once as a child when I was 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, w- I was too old for like Disney princesses and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, but the ride, you know, rides were fun for me. And you know, now who I am as an adult, I'm not particularly interested in the crowds. And I'm not interested in waiting in line mm-hmm. um, for a ride, but I'm, <sighs> I, I like to come at things with a different perspective when I can. Mm. Yeah. That's why I love the New York state fair so much. Uh, yeah. There, there's nowhere else. Well, next time where, they have one, maybe you can come back and check it out. Maybe I'll go. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I used to love getting, one of the things I used to do was, is I had a, for years I had a press pass. So I could just, oh, yeah. I didn't have to pay to get in and or or to park, and yeah, you know, our our parking spot was always like way way at the end of the midway. Right. So I would get there at like seven in the morning. Yeah, midway doesn't open till noon, so I would get there hours before the midway open, and I would just walk up and down, watch people set up, and yeah, you know, there's nowhere else where you come across like. 400 battered baseballs in one box <laughs> you know, or like stacks of hundreds of different colored cowboy hats. Yeah. It, it's not, it's not something you walk by anywhere. Right. You know, when I, when I watch shows about like food bazaars in, mm-hmm. in India or whatever, you know, like that's what the state fair looks like to me. So I don't, you know, I don't want to try all the, all the spices at the state fair. <laughs> no, but I don't, but walking around and seeing anomalies, you know, not even oddities, but anomalies and, and seeing old timey signs oh, yeah, that, you know, the prices have changed, but the, but the styles have not. Uh, here I am in the, in the, in the great, the great New York state fair. But, um, and strangely enough, I, it took me a while to get there and I, and I, and I didn't go back often cause I didn't want to deal with the crowds and I really didn't want to walk past that, that, uh, you know, deep fried chocolate covered bacon booth. <laughs> Chocolate covered sneakers was always my one thing I had to have every year. Oh, chocolate covered sneakers. Yeah. But that I never, I never got over that chocolate covered bacon thing. So that doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. yeah, Right. Right. Get like bacon is like bacon, you know, (laughs) not chocolate. Ew. Yuck. But that's okay. And I'm not one of those. I did enjoy. I'm not one of those people who needs to deep fry everything either. So just, just a few things. Like like bacon, and I don't deep fry bacon, but 
I, I did enjoy watching the people, watching the crowds, especially little kids. Yeah, who were really getting jazzed over the lights and the action and a couple of things, a couple of rides. <laughs> when I was younger, I went on a couple of rides. Um, and where is it? Where is this out here in um, uh, Enchanted Forest? Yeah, whatever that is. Went on a couple of roller coasters there when I was young. Young, yeah, I went on a roller coaster in uh, at uh, Coney Island, right? Which was the most terrifying thing I'd ever went in, and I pretty much told God I was never going to do that again. And then I found myself at the Enchanted Forest with kids, and somehow I was standing in line again. <laughs> and uh, you know, I never got the stones to go up in like the crazy things, but they had this double loop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this double loop, uh, whatever you call those things. And I, I haven't been in one since that one. That was just too much. That whole double. Ooh, no, thank man. you. I don't need to be upside down. Yeah. Call me a wimp. Yeah. I mean, you I, weren't upside down for long cause it was quick. Yeah. Well, but, uh, I mean, it has to be, if you're upside down for long, well, I guess if you're upside down for long, you wouldn't be upside down very long. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, and uh, I used to hear people talking about the things out of Disney were like, like, like uh, the ninja ride. And, oh. but you know, I have this thing where I, I hate heights, but I love the feeling of free fall. Like I love the, like I love the weightless feeling and I love the speed, uh-huh. but I hate being high up. <laughs> so you, so what you're trying to say is you may actually do a skydiving thing one day. No, just checking. You know when you I'll skydive? I'll, I'll skydive when my plane's crash landing. <laughs> <laughs> At least you have the set of circumstances defined under which you will do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll skydive when I have to. <laughs> as, it, as Bruce Lee would say, so there is a point beyond which you will not go, Mr. Opa. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I have. I did the Air Force for twenty years. I had no desire to, to uh, jump out of an airplane either. So, uh, did you ever do it anyway? No. Uh-uh, no. They didn't. It's not one no. of those. No. You know, top. You know, the roof on a on a low house was a, was about the extent of my skydiving. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm young yet. I'm only sixty seven. I got time. Yeah. Um, George H. W. Bush did it. Every year on his birthday, up until he was about 91, 92. Yeah. When there was a woman uh, recently who did that for her 100th birthday, went skydiving for her 100th birthday. And I, I'm like, God bless you. <laughs> I don't see that happening. But you never know. Well, I mean, you, can you imagine being the instructor you're tied to? Um, your goal is to... You get a hundred-year-old woman. You have to not break any bones, and you gotta keep her alive. Yep. No pressure. None whatsoever. But yeah, that probably won't be me. But you never know. Hey, been hanging around enough of those motivating people who are making you feel empowered. Uh, I may get there. <laughs> uh, so notes, um, gift certificate. For skydiving for Kelvin's hundredth birthday. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll look for that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll look for that. Well, at least at least we've set the intention for me to be here for my hundredth birthday. Yes, sir. 
So, I thought we we're I thought we were going 156. 156. That's true. So, so you'll just, have a lot of years to remember it too. That would even be better, wouldn't it? Yes. You remember what? Because I'm not doing it again. But I don't know. <laughs> I, I hear really from the people who have who have done this skydiving thing that it's a really invigorating. Um, and not really all that scary once you actually get it out of the plane. Because I suspect once you actually go through the door to start. Well, it's one of the things that you can't take back, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You're kind of busy right then. Uh, Well, once once you're out, uh you're out. out. (laughs) There is no going back. May as well enjoy the ride for whatever that's worth. (laughs) You know, a lot of times when I ask how you're doing, uh, one of the things you say is there's nothing wrong that isn't my fault. Nothing wrong in my life that's not my fault. Yep. Right. So. Yeah, almost all those things that could possibly go wrong that that are your fault uh, are undoable or at least repairable. Most of them, yes. So yeah, far. I mean, if you burn your house down, you gotta, you know, it, that get some insurance, you, rebuild. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a little bit of a harder uh-huh. harder path. Uh, if you burn dinner, you can always get a pizza. Uh, uh-huh. If you buy something you shouldn't have bought, you can probably return it or resell mm-hmm. it. Most likely, yep. Uh, you know, j- just about everything is. But once you're out that plane, there's no going back in. No do-overs. <laughs> well, I mean, there is a do-over if you do it. Yeah, but you can't back up. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, like once you're out, you're you're out. You you can't be like, oh, this was a bad idea. You <laughs> you have to you have to see it through. <laughs> like, you, you, yes. You go, wait wait a second. Come come back. Oh. Oh uh, yeah, plane's gone. Plane's gone. So. We're gonna we're gonna probably have to do a couple of Tony Robbins full experience uh, full experience uh, shows not show whatever their experiences to to get there you know plus you know walking on the hot coals is is uh, is probably closer to my speed um, but jumping out of the airplane eh, I don't know but you never know hey hey you know what starts here don't it. We could do a Start we could do a hot coal thing. We could do a hot coals thing here. Oh, could you? I'm gonna set that up for you. You, you can do that make, for me. Make some wings, and then we'll scoop out the coals and. <laughs> you know, it yeah, has yeah. never ceased to amaze me, Mister Shear, the kind of friend you really are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand how that how that works. The, the hot coals thing. And I understand that uh, it's getting harder for people to do because everybody wants to, wants to, uh, you get a, get a good shot for, for uh-huh. Instagram or, or Facebook. Yeah. And you can't just be sitting there waiting. <laughs> right. And, and it, it, it really, it really counts on you keeping moving. Uh-huh. Right. Is if, if coals were, if coals were good for cooking things like mm-hmm. feet, we wouldn't put metal grates on top of our grills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. But yeah. you leave you leave the meat on the coals long enough, it'll cook. And, uh-huh. and you know what? We're just made out of meat. <laughs> yes, that's all we are. <laughs> yep. So, meh. That one's closer to my to my bucket list than jumping out of a plane. But hey. Like I said, we can we can make that happen next time you come. Yeah. The other thing that I don't see myself doing is skiing downhill. Uh, I've done that. Um, I, I had a I had a stopping problem. 
Yeah, something about putting screeching it on ice. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy. Um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm good ice skating, all right. but uh, yeah, skiing wasn't wasn't good for me. No, yeah, I did I it a few times. I didn't think so. Um, <laughs> I went roller skating once. That's a we'll tell you about that dizzy story another day. But. <laughs> I don't know. It was probably easier to stop them being on skis going downhill on ice, but yeah, yeah. no, but uh, it was, it was a, a little traumatic, but that's a whole other, you know, I was much younger then. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I, um, I used to roller skate with my friends a lot. I, uh, I actually cracked my head open roller skating. Oh, but, are you glad you survived that? Yeah. Well, if you did, if you did that, then you're it, definitely ready for the airplane thing. Well, it, it it's amazing how much a head bleeds. A big pardon? It's amazing how much a head bleeds. Oh, noses do this too. Yeah, uh, true. If you've ever you know, busted a nose, yeah, it just bleeds and bleeds and bleeds. But yeah, I had what amounted to about a quarter inch long cut on mm-hmm. my head, and. And they had to shut the snack bar down because there was blood everywhere. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, you know, what happened was I caught my stopper. There was you know, like floor dividers that have screws in them. Right. One of the screws had come up a little bit, and I caught a stopper on it, and I fell. And there was a concrete wall behind me, and I hit Ow. the corner of the wall, like right here on my head. Uh. So I, I got this little like eighth inch scar back there. Yeah, this is back like seventh or eighth grade, so I was like twelve or thirteen, and and it just bled and bled and bled. They thought, uh, you know, the people to, at the rink, you know, I, you have no, you have no concept of this when you're 12, but they're right. like 17. It, <laughs> <laughs> those are kids. Yeah. Those are kids. And there's blood everywhere. And there's a school field trip. Oh. And, and it turns out it was fine. You know, went, went to the doctor, stitched it up, no concussion or anything. Just probably no concussion. Um, what's that? Concussions suck a lot, yeah. Um, but hey, maybe maybe it was a concussion, and that, that's how I got to be me. Maybe, oh, well. maybe maybe I maybe I wasn't this awesome before that. <laughs> Let's do yeah, some. Research. Maybe I wasn't the kind of friend who would who would create a hot cold walk for you. Before. Let's uh, let, let's let's do some research and find out who the pre the pre skating uh, Josh really really was. And see how that goes. <laughs> but that's all right. So, yeah, I guess we covered those qualities pretty good. You got anything else? Um, I don't know. You know, I, I thought that maybe once we got talking, we'd, we'd catch on. But I, I think we started heading off in a different direction. This wound up being a good conversation anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, we tend to do that. Um, yeah, those tend to be my my big ones. You know that that I aspire to are you know, being able to keep people amused somewhat, mm-hmm. and being well. I enjoy understanding a lot of different things. Yep, and. Yeah, I think what's one of the things that's interesting is that 
about the qualities about the particular qualities that we picked out. Mm -hmm. I guess being funny is something that other people have to see in you, but uh, being something you like a polymath, you enjoying understanding a lot of different things Mm -hmm. um, is something that's intrinsic to a person Uh, being a good speaker and being somebody uplifting are things that somebody who's uplifting to others mm-hmm. are things that necessarily involve other people. Yes. And so the qualities you picked out are uh, things that you want to be seen as, or, you know, that involve other people. Mm-hmm. Whereas the things that I picked out are largely internal. So, uh, you know, like no judgment either way there. I just, mm-hmm. just interesting to me Yeah, uh, that, you know, when we're picking out the characteristics that we want to, you know, that, that are appealing to us, that those are two I, I'm entirely different approaches. I'm a definitely a, a people person. I am. I have some of the other ones. I mean, I used to play piano. I used to, I was a drummer in the, in the school band and uh, I've done some other stuff like that. I'd love, I started uh, wanting to be a computer programmer, but eventually, Oh, and, and of course I'm a photographer, but that involves other people too. Yeah. And, it doesn't have to, right. Uh, but uh, yeah, it doesn't you happen to, to, you happen to be a portrait photographer, but yep. there are plenty of people uh, who take pictures of, of landscapes and, and animals and stuff. I've never been good at that. I'm definitely a people guy as far as photography is concerned. So I suppose I could have learned it, but I didn't really have a, a people's more my thing. Yeah. So yeah, me and people, I don't know. might've had something to do with my dad being a minister. I don't know. You just put me up in front of people all the time. <laughs> Started out that way. I think he tried to marry me off when I was five once. <laughs> oh, just had to bring my son with me. He wanted to meet his new mother-in-law. Did you have a discussion about this? <laughs> That kind of thing. But uh, like, yeah. So we're having fun. So I do that. And I, I, we do that on the podcast. Uh, one of the reasons I like podcasting with you. It's because we meet interesting people and, and talk to interesting people and share them with interesting people. And I guess uh, all in all, it's just a good team we make here. You probably cook better than you do. I probably cook different than you do. That too. <laughs> <laughs> but neither one of us wants deep fried, you know, chocolate fried uh, uh, bacon. So. Deep fried chocolate covered bacon. Yeah, no. Uh, hard pass. Yeah, we're good. So something we can agree on. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, Kelvin, thank you for being here. Listeners, thank you for being here. JKWDpodcast.com slash books. Support the podcast and get something Good to read. VitaminKDaily.com. Get yourself four weeks free, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening. Show notes and more at JKWDpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week.
A Better Humanhood production.